Hey guys, what is the state of customer success in 2021? You curious? So was I. Well, Tango did an amazing research and published it early this year. And I am super excited to have Robin Fernandez, Senior Director of Customer Success at Tango, to share some of these key findings with us. Robin, welcome to the channel. Thank you. It's so exciting to be here. The research literally came out a few months ago. What did you think about it? What were the key findings in that study that you've done? I think that one of the big things for me was I was feeling a lot of these things and the survey really solidified it. It was like, you're not alone in this, Robin. Everyone is feeling these things. And I think the biggest one was the challenge to scale. It's hard. We're growing so fast. We can't grow as fast as the company is growing. So how do we get to all of these customers? And really, it's this shift to technology. I'm lucky to have the technology. I know what it's like to not have it. And that can really bridge this gap and really give everyone a holistic view. And that has better efficiency and better engagement. Totally true, by the way, Robin. I see it on my end as well. There's a major focus on scaling. And I think it comes from a couple of reasons. First of all, you know, with the insecurities around new revenue that has been like in March 2020, a lot of companies were thinking, okay, the revenues are not going to be as significant or the expansion growth of the company is not going to be as significant as we projected for 2021 and 2022. We need to tighten up the belt. Also, we need to start catering for digital experience because, you know, you can't just go visit them anymore. Digital experience came to the forefront. So I totally get that this is a finding that you, you got out of it. What was another thing that you found? Companies have come to the realization that customer success is not just the customer success team's job. It is everybody's job. A company is not successful unless the customer is successful. So this is increasing collaboration from pre-sales, onboarding for the entire journey. As part of that, they're realizing customer success is the growth driver. It's not just about getting these new customers in. So now they're really focusing on expansion and advocacy. I have not talked about MPS and CSAT so much ever. Advocacy is huge and the stakeholder engagement. So tell me a little bit about what's the biggest change in how customer success managers spend their time. The company is not successful unless the customer is successful. People are realizing we need to be partnering with the CS team. And so we continue to spend a majority of our time with support, helping get our customers problems solved as we need to, whether it's, and I don't think support tickets are bad. There's a lot, it means they're engaging, but we're seeing an increased collaboration with the marketing team, especially And then sales. And I think with sales, it's becoming a smarter collaboration with them, as well as that pod kind of aspect where we're teaming up together with the customers, where before it was more like, your new sales stick over there, we do our thing and we check it over the fence. Now it's become much more of a partnership. And that's why I think that one's expanding as well. What are you seeing the ways that customer success teams now partner with marketing? What is the big change there? I think the biggest change there is they realized that we were untapped 
resource for them. We are talking to the customers all day, every day, and we have so much information that we can help them with, whether it's when's the best time to interact, how do our customers want to be talked to, what are they excited about right now, what adoption do we need to help talk to them about, all the different themes I think is the biggest thing for us. I think we're also seeing pre-sales. They're trying to take what's happening, how we talk to our customers one and why, and applying that to pre-sales. We see more and more customers with a freemium model. Those customers don't act any different just because they're free. I think there's some additional conversation you need to have. They're really acting the same way. They need to do the same things to be successful. And so I think that's where we're seeing a lot more collaboration happen there. And we need to collaborate more with marketing. We need to help get our customers advocacy, but also we need information from them to feed to our customers to help give them more value outside of just helping with them know the product, but helping them understand CS as a practice in my case. I totally agree. I see three things that customer success teams now collaborate better with marketing. Traditionally, marketing owns advocacy, user communications, like emails and such, as well as user communities. Those three things, I think companies realize more and more that without extreme collaboration with customer success, they're just going to be meh. We can get so much more value out of these efforts. It's very hard for customer success to do it alone because they don't have the marketing skills. Even by the way, success case, I will add the fourth one. If you have a customer that could become an advocate for you, like capturing the moment of value that you had with a customer is very difficult, but you could have someone in marketing expert on creating success cases. And so if you feel like you delivered a huge value to a customer, you can engage marketing and have that being documented and maybe featured on your website or create a webinar out of it. I don't know, but this is what this is. Now we're doubling down on scaling. You have to have great collaboration with your marketing teams for surveys, user communities, all those things that I just mentioned. Exactly. And we need their help because People are listening to people based off of their titles a lot of the time. If a CSM is saying something, they're more apt to listen to that person than the marketing person or salesperson. They're giving us what we need so that we can go out there and send the right messages. The last key finding that follows is the compensation structure is changing. We've got to reflect this new track of the CSM is in charge of expansion. They're in charge of that baseline expansion at the renewal time. So now we got to compensate them differently. So you're seeing a shift in having more and more customer success teams owning upsell and cross-sell? Some are having cross-sell as well, depending on how they're built. So here to Tango, I have more than one product. We have a CSM for the customer, not for the product. Or some companies do do that. But if I have the whole thing, then I'm selling Spark, but I also have to sell Zoe and find that opportunity for growth. On the technology front, we're seeing scaling. We're seeing a change in how customer success is perceived in the organization from a function to a full-on strategy. And even the function itself, we're seeing a dramatic change in having the CSM own the expansion per the account. In terms of compensation structure, I think that's really interesting to see how many are still only having a base. According to your research and study, you actually found almost 87% have, is that just a base salary? What does this mean? I mean, does this mean that it's like, bonus plus base salary? We're seeing a move. So before, when we looked at this, it was mainly just a base salary. Maybe you had an MBO. 
And now we're starting to see other pieces coming into play in the compensation. So we're seeing bonus. And when I see that, I'm also seeing people as part of that bonus, not just expansion, but also health. Are your customers healthy? MPS sentiment and things like that. In here, you ask them to click on all that applies. Right. Obviously, 87%, hopefully 100% has a base salary. (laughs) And so now they're starting to have more things. I'll tell you what I see from this. So in terms of the compensation structure, what seems to be the trends right now is we're seeing probably some of them are in transition between work or something, but let's say that almost all of them have a base salary. Most of them have a bonus attached to the base salary. So there's sort of like a concept of an OTE on Mm -hmm. target earnings or something of those sorts to catch up to that total compensation plan. Only 37%, almost like a third of them actually get stocks or equity. That might explain it because some companies don't give stock if they're like not public, or they might just be like, we're seeing a trend where there's a lot of industries that don't traditionally give stock or equity actually starting to embrace customer success. So that might be another explanation why this is just 37. I was expecting it to be much higher. From a SaaS background, I expect stock to be very high. I think that engineers are used to getting it 100% of the time. And I think they're starting to realize other people have a seat at the table and need to be considered owners in the company. They own a book. They should be considered to have ownership. What concerns me with the commission base is that for customer success, I typically see it as a bonus structure, not a commission. So when I see a commission, to me, that could mean one of two things. One, yes, there's a trend where customer success teams now own upsell and the renewal motions more than they did before. Or it could be with so many account manager teams now slapping the title of customer success, we're actually having account managers sitting inside the sales team and -hmm. just being called customer success. And they're really just mostly doing sales function, pure account management function. And thereby, that's why their compensation structure is like that. Sounds like you're thinking, no, actually, they're actually getting more responsibilities. I mean, you have the pulse on things because you talk to so many Totango customers that are in the seats, you're probably seeing whether or not there's trend in in your own eyes. You don't even have to have a survey. So right now we're seeing bonus and stock are the two leading ones that people have. And they're talking to me about the bonuses because they're like, what should we put in there to help ensure customers their CSMs doing what they're supposed to be doing? So including work effort, as well as their health scores or portfolio scores, as we call it. And then stock or equity. SaaS companies, definitely the trend. But I am starting to hear more and more about commission. There are the people that are account managers that are filling into this. CS is a very broad title these days. But because they are owning the expansion, they want a piece of the pie. And so they're giving them the commission to do it. You work with a lot of customer success teams. Do you see that when... There's a commission involved, the team performs better, or is this too new to kind of tell? I think it's a little bit too new to tell. They do think that I'm kind of split. I think it does help because they're driving value so they can get the expansion. And some expansions will be easier to happen because you're working with the customer all of the time. I think where I see the downside of it is when you're talking to the customer and they think you're asking for money and that's kind of like in the back of their head, they talk to you very differently and they work with you very differently. 
Here we work in a team model and a lot of my customers work in what they're calling pods nowadays. I have my data analysts on one hand, my customer success engineer in another, and then I got a fourth arm and a third arm out there for my sales team, my renewals manager or my salesperson, whoever it might be in your particular organization. So then it's more of like a team and it's not just me who's thinking is asking for the money. I'm really there to drive the value, but I've got my resources around me that's going to help me get that expansion done. But I did a lot of hard work to get there. That's why we would get the commission. I'll give the audience that listening to this video my two cents. If you're a small startup, you don't have the luxury of having specialized roles for each Mm -hmm. specific area. You might want to consider having the CSMs own the renewal and the upsell, especially if it's an easy upsell, it's an easy renewal. Why not? You know, the more complex it becomes, the more muscle and knowledge you need to really know how to drive upsells that take months to do, the more you need to rely on somebody with true sales skills. And I'll say another thing, even if it is an easy thing, when your company grows, you want to scale, it's much easier to hire people for specific specialties and expertise. And so what you guys have at the Tango is actually a much more scalable model. And Mm -hmm. so I'm not surprised being that you're in a high growth company. Here's another really interesting thing that kind of ties to the structure that supports why we're seeing these changes in the compensation plans. And this is where, who indicated that they influence what, what is tied to the bonus? So can you kind of explain what you're seeing here, Robin? Depending on the company, we might see company performance as part of it versus just team performance. So the company make their goal as a whole. NPS, are you getting the NPS scores? CSAT's another big one that I would say is I'm starting to hear more and more as part of it because CSAT is typically done like after onboarding, QBR, training, things the CSM is running, account health, as I mentioned earlier, and adoption. That's our key job as a CSM is driving adoption value. So I'm seeing that tied in and many customers have that as part of health. So they may have one or the other or both. Yeah, I think for feature adoption, I see mostly predominant when you have a company with a consumption model as their go-to market strategy, and then you will have the sales team own the expansion and renewals, of course, at that point, whereas the CSM will be the person that is responsible to have the adoption done appropriately. And so that's where I see this become a more predominant. And so there's not a lot of companies where you have a robust sales team and specialized roles. When you do, then feature adoption becomes the key goal for customer success managers. And the smaller the companies, the less complex the product, Of course, this becomes more predominant, especially if the customer success team sits under sales. I'm really delighted to see this actually quite a list. And I think it's the right ones, depending on your business model, company maturity, where do you report to in the organization? You have this list of who does the customer success team report to? And the comparison is between last year to this year. So what is the key finding here, Robin? I'm seeing more and more CCOs. Especially as the companies get bigger, right? They turn in that director of CS to VP, then it becomes a CCO. Here, I report to the CCO, who's the COO too, and more and more going as chief operating officer. We're not necessarily getting lumped under sales anymore, but I do still see quite a jump in reporting to that CRO, especially when the CS department owns the renewal. Yeah, you see like more than 50% versus 38% last year that are actually reporting to the person almost highest up in the organization. 
and a drastic fall of companies that actually still have customer success under sales. It's not optimized. I would say there's only one place where I see it is optimized for either sales or CRO. Where you would see this a lot is where the MRR or ARR is super, super low. And Mm -hmm. so in that moment, like customer success becomes almost like the renewal function or the retention function. And in those cases, you don't have a case for a high touch strategy. And it's really all built in terms of just doing upsells and increased use case for the sake of the retention. And so I think in those cases, it almost kind of makes sense to have it under the CRO. Probably some people don't agree. My favorite would be put it more under a CCO. We deserve a seat at the table. And so I'm always going to be a bigger fan of that. Yeah, me too. I mean, at a general rule, that's what we want to see. We want to see the CCO having all those post-sale services type functions being reported to him. And there are always going to be some exceptions where it might make sense to put it somewhere else. But I totally agree with you. What are the top challenges that customer success teams have in 2021? One challenge is... We've got all these accounts now. The largest growth there is in that to some per 100 to 200 accounts. And so this is making the team more reactive, not proactive, because we're all buried, right? We all feel that. And when you're handling, say, 12 top large enterprise accounts versus 100 accounts, that engagement model is different. Your behavior is different. That's where companies are needing to turn more to technology to help them address that challenge. And honestly, we need that technology, whether it's 12 accounts or 100 accounts. What I'm seeing is that if in the past, like in early days, 2013, say, till 2017, (laughs) most companies were really focused on developing a high touch model because we didn't even have that. But now I feel like most of us sort of like sold the key and kind of figured how to do that well, for the most part, at least as an industry. And now with the shift of remote work, we're doubling down on how do we do mid touch or low touch or tech touch sort of engage models. And like you said, the technology and the scalability of that. And how do we approach customers when we have 200 customers that we own for a single CSM is going to vastly change. We know that scaling is a top challenge for customer success teams. What do you think is specifically holding them back from scaling? And how do you see most customer success teams tackle that? I think part of it is understanding that There's three different kinds of models. The one that we're used to, that 2013 model, reactive, customers coming to you. And now we're all trying to be in this proactive mode where we're reaching out to the customer. Technology is telling us when to talk to the customer, why to talk to the customer, and let's make it very time-based so it's all relevant. Now we're really driving value with the customer. And where we all want to be next is predictive, data-driven insight. Data is king. It will always be king. And that's where we can now really transform that customer experience. With scaling, it's how do we get from all that reactive all the way to being ahead of the curve? What we're trying to do is this one-to-many approach. What we're seeing is it's not a downgrade in experience. And that's what I think is stopping people. They're like, oh, it's just these campaigns that we're sending to people. They're not going to read it. Or it's going to feel machine-driven and that we're not really catering and customizing to them. And that's actually not true. They actually feel like it's a proactive experience for them because you're treating it the right time based on usage. So they click on it, you're sending the right message, or they stop clicking, you're sending the right message or telling them the next thing to do. Teams with that technology are definitely in the proactive, and now they're moving to using the data to get to predictive. Robin, what's next for CS? Given these results, 
What would you recommend customer success teams to focus on in 2021 going onwards to 2022? I think remote is the new standard. I think working from home, companies have realized people are successful working from home. Let's own that with them. Even as we feel kind of we're post-pandemic and we're not, I think it's just going to become the new normal. We're seeing it more and more in the news that large companies are moving that direction. Using technology, using data to drive your decisions across the entire journey and lean into that automation. It's there to help you. It's your best friend. It's my best thing in my backpack. So use it because that's going to help you scale because we know that's the problem you're having. We know that's going to continue to be a focus. And then we're a business model and for growth. That's what customer success is. And I think that we're just going to see that more and more. We see it a little bit coming in with the comp models this year. I think this is going to continue into the next year. Robin, what can I say? You are so wonderful. Love the insights. Really appreciate Tatanga putting all these efforts to bring us the state of customer success findings on our channel. And uh, guys, if you like this, smash the like button, take a look at the description. There's going to be a link to the report. If you want to download the whole thing and read and really see how you compare with what everybody else is doing and uh, come up with ideas that you can implement in your own practice. Robin, thank you so, so much. Really delightful to have you here today. 